This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Jinx McNinja from Sergeant Tannis, Flowey Tiha of Siren, and Jude Faber of Goblin. Thank you so much for your support over these past few years. Looking for the latest and greatest way to listen to this year's installment of Now That's Some Gosh Darn Good Music 76? Wanting the best way to put you directly into Lords of Verminion Go, the card game? Do you desire the most fashionable headphones without rustling your feathers? Presenting Cheaps by Quay. Cheaps by Quay offer the pinnacle of headphone feather technology, helping you get down in the comfiest way possible. No longer will your head feel foul after those gaming binges in your nest. No, no, you'll keep up with your flock as you bust out those clutch plays. Migrate to your favorite roost and duck down with Cheaps by Quay. Just work it. I don't get it. And Nika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio, episode 181. Just two more in-studio episodes left, including this episode. Guys, it's almost over. It's almost Ooh. done. I'm sad, man. I'm going to miss this show when I'm not on it anymore. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> Wait, you're supposed to be continuing it on. Yeah, I'm going to miss the show when you're not on it. Oh, okay, I get it. Then I have to do work. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, welcome to Limit Break Radio. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate having you along. Twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. By the way, make sure you update those bookmarks because, uh, you know, that's uh, that's our new Twitch address that you can find us at that was done without our per- permission at all. It was just or like... knowledge. Like, someone, someone like, uh, our, our producer Rick called us and was like, yeah, we're going to change the uh, URL over to Checkpoint XP. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. I think that's all right. And then it was like... Immediately Done. after I got off the phone with him, he called me back and he's like, oh, Twitch did it already. I don't know what they were thinking. It's crazy. So <laughs> uh, sure, blame it on Twitch. Checkpoint XP is the new uh, Twitch channel. Don't worry if you've already been subbed, you maintain your sub. Everything tr- transfers over. But um, if you haven't followed for some reason yet, uh, then make sure that uh, you're at the right channel. I mean, if you're watching this right now, you're at the right channel. But it's twitch.tv slash checkpoint xp make sure you share that link out and uh make sure you follow because uh after next well after fan fest really um that'll be the 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 last time limit break radio is uh is on checkpoint so uh if you want to keep up with what uh myself and and robbie and joe are doing then uh, make sure you follow the channel and uh come back we are actually live daily i can't believe it but we've 
been able to maintain that daily schedule. Monday through Friday, we are here uh, from 5 o'clock till about uh, 7 or 8 o'clock doing a daily show for you guys. It's called Checkpoint Daily. You can find episodes of that on demand over at CheckpointRadio.com. And uh, yeah, we would we would love it if you uh, took the time to uh, to check it out, because uh, it's it's been really awesome producing that show. And uh, I I feel like it's been going really, really well. Um, So let's kick it on over to our Aorzean studios, uh, our very empty Aorzean studios. Very empty. If you want to join us, you can, of course, do that on the Sergeant Hanna server uh, in the Goblet Fifth Ward plot number 30. Um, And uh, here's the thing is that, uh, you know, like. I was the only person in this studio when uh, when I had sat down just about 10 minutes ago. So uh, I would love to see. Oh, there's a couple of more people there that are starting to uh, to show up. Juxta, why are you just not there? I'm there in spirit and in catechin form. Uh, yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, where are you? That was, yeah. That doesn't count. You know that, right? It counts a little bit. No, it doesn't. It doesn't because we're, we're all, well, then we're here twice. Yeah. Okay. So we have double the here power. So what you're you? double here, and I'm just single here. Where you're are you? bad at this. I feel really nervous about handing the show off to you. Not oh, so n- much n- Tanika. Now, now you're feeling nervous. Just now, after not not th- so much Tanika, but to you, yeah. Mm, it's in good hands with Nika, so you don't have to be worried. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so uh, why don't you, uh, by the way, uh, we're the only three here today. Uh, Kahlo is on his way back from BlizzCon. Uh, He and Prince Clary got to go report out at BlizzCon. And uh, if you want to hear some of the interviews that they collected, uh, as well as, uh, you know, hear their experiences about being able to be out at BlizzCon, make sure you tune in right here at twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP on Monday for uh, Monday's Checkpoint Daily Show show uh so uh we uh, by the way uh have we mentioned that we're uh throwing a party out at fan fest i, I don't, don't know think, i don't think, think we i don't that up yet. yeah uh, which is weird because uh t- monday or tuesday this week is your last day monday i believe monday tomorrow tomorrow is tomorrow. your last day to rsvp now here's the thing is that uh we are pretty darn close to breaking even i think within like three or four people um, so if you made an RSVP, make sure you pay for that shit. There is um, a whole bunch of unpaid ones right now. Yeah, there's like 10 of you that haven't paid. So uh, make sure you pay up for uh, for the, uh, the the after party. Uh, VIP access is about 60 bucks. It's 59 54. Um, and, uh, w- you know, for that, you get access to the VIP area where all of the FF14 creative community is going to be hanging out. We've got so many people that we've announced uh, that are going to be there. Aya is going to be uh, throwing a Street Fighter tournament. Uh, we've got Happy that's going to be there. Uh, uh, we've got uh, Maelstrom Radio that's going to be there. Um, I, I mean, it's nine just, people from Gamer Escape are going to be there. Yeah, G- Gamer Escape is going to be out there. Ethis Asher is going to be there. So, I mean, listen, if if you wanted to ever wanted to party with all of us, uh, now is your opportunity. And uh, for Limit Break Radio, it's your last opportunity because after this, uh, we kind of. 
depart the scene. Kind uh, of going our way. separate ways. Yeah, a little bit. I Not mean, really though. Kinda. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, yes uh, and do, no. Do you honestly think that you're going to get juxta on an FF14 show after FanFest? Oh, at least three. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you are three. contractually obligated to three if you want your money. Well, I mean, I never signed anything, so mm. I don't know that's if that's true. We, we have could a, just delete the channel have, and fall off the face of the earth. We have and... a gentleman's agreement. If you, <laughs> honestly, I mean, if if you want to look at something as your agreement to do that, it's the Patreon. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. if you want to look at it technically, yeah, I guess you could technically say that's an agreement for me to quote. Do something. Yeah, it is. You got to get off your ass and do something if you want. If you want to, you know, be a part of Limit Break Radio and keep it going. You forfeit your money, is what I'm saying. If you don't, fine. We're gonna do the thing. We'll do Nika. We'll do three things, and then everyone will be happy because this game will be in the shitter, and no one would like it anymore. And we'll all be playing Fallout 76. Well, that's actually going to play into uh, some of our conversation today. But uh, before we got into that, uh, again, the uh, last reminder that you guys get FanFest After Party uh, Friday, November 26th from 8 p.m. to midnight over at the eSports Arena at the Luxor in Las Vegas. We invite you to join us. You have only one day to RSVP. There is a link. Uh, Lloyd has put it in the chat a couple of times. Make sure you RSVP. If you want to play $10 an hour for the PCs downstairs, there's plenty of PCs and consoles all over the place. There is a food menu available. If you do show up without an RSVP, there is an, uh, uh, a cash and carry bar. Uh, so, uh, you know, it just be prepared, though. If you didn't RSVP, we can't guarantee that you're going to be able to get in. Uh, and you will not be able to get into the VIP. That's right. And That's uh, sure. there there is a capacity of 300 people for the VIP and I think that we're at like 220 or like 250 like somewhere around there with our existing yeah, we're RSVPs. We're we're really close to being able to pack that VIP area. So, uh make sure that if you've been thinking about it, if you've been uh, toying with the idea that you pull the trigger and uh you get in uh, uh you get in under the deadline which is tomorrow. So, if you're actually listening to this on the podcast, you've missed your deadline. Um so I don't know what to tell you. Uh you, you should have been listening the last 6 weeks we've been talking about it. That's right. So, uh speaking of uh things that we've been plugging for a couple of weeks, Nika, how did Extra Life go last night? It went really well. I mean, last night it was like <laughs> yesterday. I ended up 27 hours. Wow. I went. What was yeah, your what was your total raised? My total was like 1511, which is just $139 short of beating last year's total. Oh. I know. It's really close, but I think, you know, I'll still be pushing for it during my raid streams and stuff like that. And because the donation links don't actually close until December. And right now, we as team LBR have raised over 5,000, which was our original goal. Oh, We're at like 5,320. 5, oh, it went up. Yeah. 5,320. Yeah. Um, we are ahead of the FF14 content creators group, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also know some other people on Team LBR haven't even done like their full 24-hour marathons. They're doing it on a different day because they were busy or just did like half the time. So we still have a long ways to go. So last year, our team did 7,500-ish. So I would love if we can beat that 
hopefully, but we'll see if it gets that far. All right. Well, uh, Nika's just 130 bucks away from breaking her goal. And uh, just speaking a couple- of that, though, uh, my femro is gone for a month. Oh, well, what is it now? A Highlander. Oh, none of us noticed. I don't think. Well, it's actually, it was it was really awesome. I let them vote a dollar per vote. Oh, so every time you know you donate fifty bucks, you get fifty votes. And uh, Femme Highlander and Femme Mikote were hand in hand, neck and neck, hmm. the entire time. But uh, Femme Highlander pulled ahead at the end. I'm surprised no one wanted you to do a gender bent. You know, do male. Yeah, there was a strong push for male Lollafell for a little while. <laughs> that would have been the worst. But then that fell behind, so. That would have been the worst. Lollafells are the worst. I was rooting for a male cat girl, to be honest. Male cat girl. <laughs> you know, that still doesn't make sense, right? It makes perfect sense. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, anyway, so uh, if you want to give to uh, Team Limit Break Radio, again, extra-life.org slash team slash Limit Break Radio uh, if you are interested in getting in on that. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's all about what we got for uh, our own news. Let's check out what's going on in FF14 News. This is a Limit Breaking News update. Oh, should I start yeah, talking? Yeah, you should probably oh. start talking. All right, so uh, the uh, <laughs> fan festival announcement uh, for 2018 in Vegas has uh, been released. Uh, you can go uh, check out that on the official website. Uh, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Like uh, the big thing is the uh, Yoshi P uh, keynote address, which is the very first thing. That's on usually Friday. the biggest thing, yes. Real quick, why, why do we call Yoshi P Yoshi P? Produce Yoshi producer. That's like his uh, forum tag. Oh, oh, yeah. Because his name is Naoki Yoshida. Yes, but yeah, it's Yoshida I, producer. I was thinking so about him Yoshida. in the shower, and I just realized there was no P in his name. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure his forum tag is Yoshi P Yoshi producer, something like that. So, uh, yeah, uh, the keynote address is always the big one uh, that people, you know, are are excited for. We're, we'll get a pretty good idea of where 5.0 is going to be taking us. And what some of the major features are going to be. Uh, then, of course, we've got the welcome ceremony from 1130 to 1145. Um, I, I I, don't. That's. Just, I mean, I that's guess. like any welcome ceremony, yeah. any convention if you've ever been to one. Yeah, so they like, hey, just introduced people. You're here. Welcome. We're so excited to have you. All right. Go have fun. Yeah. Uh, then you've got the development panel. Uh, the weapons refrain ultimate has been lauded as some of the most difficult fights in FF14. What does it take to design such a formidable foe? Lead battle system designer uh, Suyoshi uh, Yokozawa joins us to discuss the discuss the creation of this exciting challenge. So there That'd you be go. Fun to listen to. I I guess. I mean, like someone who's actually good at creating raids, talking about how. Well, I, I would think that it would be interesting to you, Nika. I, I don't know that it has uh, that it holds a whole lot of interest for me. To be honest with you, because it's no, just okay. like, okay, okay, what what went into designing your square room boss encounter? <laughs> um, well, first we took three <laughs> other squares and put them into that first square room, so that way there is more squares. We got uh, between two ferns from uh, two thirty to three forty-five. I think Zach Galifianakis and uh, uh, Will Farrell are going to want to have a conversation with them. But uh, Michael Christopher Koji Fox comes bearing not one but two tomes full of lore 
Uh, join him as he offers behind-the-scenes insights into the creation of the ever-expanding world of Heidelin. Uh, brings answers from the uh, World War creator uh, Bari Oda and uh, uh, Banari Oda. Sorry, Bonri. Bonri. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just taking stabs at it, whatever. Um, and uh, questions gathered uh, before the show and hosts to some live and interactive fun with the audience. If this was anything like his conversation about the lore book uh, last fan fest, I don't think I'm going to be terribly <laughs> interested in this either. Oh my! Yeah, it was gosh. nice to listen to from the merch line. <laughs> well, but like, I, I don't think he offered really any that much insight. He was like. Do you know how much it took to not get them to print Square Enix on the goddamn spine of the thing? And I'm like, I don't care. Tell us about the world that the book is about. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, Anyway, uh, there's a costume contest from 430 to 530 piano concert featuring Kiko and Susan Calloway from 7 to 8.30 p.m. So, so I, I understand. I understand. I probably will not see most of you at the after party until 9. I understand that. Um, know that there probably is no shuttle uh, over to the, uh, the the Luxor. You're probably going to want to, you know, secure an Uber or a but taxi. What, but what will also what you can do if you do want to walk. I heard that the Rio used to have a free shuttle just over to the strip. It doesn't anymore. But if you yeah. go over to the Golden Coast, I believe, has a shuttle. So you can just walk over to the Golden Coast, which is right next door, get on their shuttle, and it will at least take you to the strip. And then you could walk the rest of the way to the Luxor if you'd rather do that. That's that's an, that's option, an option too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I would free. just recommend an Uber or, an Uber a Uber or something. Easier, yeah. yeah. It's really interesting though, but the uh they seem to have forgotten to put our after party on the on the schedule. Well, it's the unofficial after party. We've well, always said that. But it's the official unofficial after party. I know, right? I can't believe they would leave us out. I I know. I feel so hurt. Not really. No. <laughs> Uh, Saturday, we've got the Feast Regional Championship uh, from, uh, so I guess that's from 1030 to 1230. Frosty is hosting that. Yeah. And plus, and plus one who was uh, one of the winners from last one's contest, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, I, well, I, plus, I did an interview with him. I thought. Plus one, plus one is also a remixer too. Yes, he's, he is. He's done yes, some he of the, the really cool remixes. The last feast contest wasn't a the uh, like a feast championship. It was just you know random people signed up and you get picked to do it. And I remember plus one was on the team that won last time. So, so now he and Frosty are casting it. So Aether and Primal are going head to head. So cheer on Woo. whatever. Data, Whatever data teams center. are in the lead. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, on Saturday from two to three, there's a panel called We Will Positively Look Into It. <laughs> okay, this is the live question. Yeah. Can we please band together to ask? Because every time there's please live questions, stop it's like, can we get, dumb shit can we get a cheese souffle? Like, I really, really want a big group of us to literally just have the same question ready so that whoever gets called on, we can finally just flat out ask. When are we getting a new raid cycle? Because this one's boring. And I really just want to know what he says. Honest to God. It's going to be the next next expansion. You know that. You know, I mean, their, their, raid, no. their raid cycles are fairly predictable. No, it's no, no, like, no, 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 no. I mean, like, like new variety. Raid content. Oh. Like, like actual- new content. Like, like not just. I, like, I have a whole thing planned out. I'm like, you know, a lot of us have been feeling these are getting a little stale. It's a circle arena with a single boss. When can we expect, you know, some variety in your our raids interview? suck? Make them better. And I want to see, see your whole what thing. he says. 
Oh, well, that's an interesting thing, but uh, unfortunately, we don't have any plans to change up our current rate structure at this time. From 3.30 to 5 o'clock, we've got the letter from the producer live. Uh, and then from 7 to 8.30, the Primals live in concert. Now, okay, a couple of people have asked, uh, does this mean, you know, because you're doing your last show from the after party, does this mean you're not doing, you know, like a fan fest wrap up like you would normally uh, for fan fest? Yeah, that's exactly what that means. It means that our final show is going to be from the esports arena um, while we are very, very, very drunk. Yes. And, you know, there's a good chance that there's really only going to be one show that's put together, not a series of two shows covering day one and day two. And that'll probably come out on Tuesday. Um, so just so everyone is aware, you know, yeah, we will be collecting interviews. We will be talking to people on the floor. Uh, we will be getting your reactions to the announcements. And those will go along with one big, you know, fan fest show. Fan fest co- shit show. Right. But the thing is, is the reason that I don't want to do a day two wrap up is because I actually want to see the fucking Primals concert for once. Like, <laughs> don't I get that? Like, after, after I don't know, you know, fucking 13 years of doing this show, I've never been able to enjoy one concert at FanFest because I've always had to leave halfway through and go and start setting up equipment so that we could catch people as they're walking out. I am availing myself of that responsibility and I'm going to enjoy the fucking show. That's what I'm going to do. Hell yeah. So there. Wow. Take that. Let's complain about it. Not complaining. Let's complain. I'm not complaining. Why do you keep complaining like that? I'm just setting the expectations. I don't get to listen to some music once a year. Hey, hey, I'm not. None of us are going to be able to see Susan Calloway because we're going to have to, you know, hoof it on over to the esports. Well, you're not going to because you don't have a fucking ticket. Yeah. You're not going to stay for Susan Calloway? No, I'm not going to stay for Susan. I'm going to be. Are you going to stay for Susan? Uh, yeah, she's going to stay for Susan. <laughs> what it's kind a, of a actually, friend are you, It depends, Nero? because as much as I love Susan, if she's already saying, like, her couple... Because like, last year, the last concert, it was it was beautiful, but there was a lot of songs that were just the piano or whatever. And if Susan's, like, done her big stuff at the beginning, then I won't stay. But yeah. yeah I, we'll I, here, I love to see what the cons... I don't know. But, like, I want to be there as soon as I can. So... Yeah, I mean, you've got to, you're going to have like lots of uh, auxiliary LBR people setting up at uh, the esports arena. You yeah, can, I don't you uh, can, no, no, no. I don't trust any of those people. You don't trust Kuki? I don't I trust Kuki is the only one that I trust. Kuki's our leader. Kuki doesn't have it. Yeah, Kuki and Juxta don't have tickets, so they should already be there helping set up. Plus yeah, we, Juxta. I know he's all, not going to. I'm going to. Fuck plus, off. Plus no, we you have won't. all our plus ones going. There's also, tons of people over Scalia and Prince Clary, we can have them help, right? Yeah, but I mean, when it comes to like formulating a plan for what we're going to be doing, yeah, I mean, I need, I'll be I kinda, there. I need no, you don't matter. I need to be there. <laughs> so anyway, how, how much of a plan are we going to have? I I don't know. Maybe why don't you make the plan ahead of time? We have been. We've been talking about it, but we don't really. Well, we, have, we have a plan then. Stay and listen to Susan. We don't really have a plan. <laughs> I thought you were making a plan. <laughs> Either we have a plan or we don't have a plan. Anyway, What's- you can watch this on Twitch too. By the way, um, so you cannot watch the concerts on Twitch. Though those are the only two things you can't watch. Nope. 
I don't know why that is. I I mean, it's well, not like it's you can pay it's for because it's free. It. It's not paid, and they wanted it to be like you know the concerts is something that an experience that only the people there get to you know exclusivity. So for then, once why did they Enix. why did why did they air them the last two years? Just because, because so people, it was paid. That's so dumb. So yeah, there's just know. no record of them ever anywhere. Well, I mean, whoever wa- records. I mean, it with I'll their probably phone. vlog some of it, and be, I mean, there will be videos. I'm sure. Boo, Square Enix, dumb idea. Boo. Wow. All right, so let's see. We also have a uh, what? What was this called? A dev blog titled "And It Burns, Burns, Burns," and it covers the uh, new Eureka Zone. And they make oh, I thought it was talking about chlamydia. I mean, <laughs> that also burns, burns, burns. But um, no, we're talking about Pyros, Eureka Pyros, which. As many of you probably know, Pyros is Greek for fire. Yes. Because you yes. read this dev post because it explains it. And it even has... It says that right there. Right there. And it has red text saying fire. So I now, see that. So now you're really sure that it means fire. So I'm pretty weirded out by the goblin cores. The, the, the chimera gobbies. They're pretty, they're pretty cool looking. That's fucking terrifying. That is kind of creepy. They're pretty cool looking. I well, want that like, as a mouth. That's how they're adapting to the the fire is with the gobby masks on. <laughs> okay, maybe. That's what it says. Oh, it is? What? It says, phew, breathing becomes difficult when you're surrounded by thick clouds of hot air. It would seem that the monsters inhabiting this area have found their own ways to adapt. And then it shows a picture of it wearing the mask. Oh, yeah. Is it like flesh or is it a mask? It's a gobby mask over top of a chimera's face. Okay, well, A, how did they find so many gobby masks that exactly fit those chimeras? <laughs> I think that is flesh. They have gobby masks. They've just adapted by growing masks flesh. out of their faces. Yeah. That's there's even a, more disgusting. There's no other logical explanation, Nika. Mm. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, there's apparently a new Logos action system, and you're going to be able to live your dream, Anira, of being a white mage tank. Literally, uh, there's not my dream. There is a uh, an ability of whoever wrote this blog, who apparently an ability that says uh, wisdom of the plate bearer, and you'll gain three thousand defense. uh, Oh my god, this goes on for fucking ever. Yeah, and uh, you'll get incense L, which uh, uh, jester threateningly placing yourself at the top of the target's enmity and increases your enmity generation for fifteen seconds, and it has a twenty second recast. So you're literally stronger than provoke. What? So okay. For, so now you can have all your not tank jobs be tanks, all your not healer jobs be healers, and all your not DPS jobs be DPS. So nothing matters. Absolutely nothing matters. Wow. I hate this. I, I just, I hate the idea yeah, of this. What's wrong with the concept of having yeah, absolutely nothing because matters? Because it just makes, Especially, it makes everyone the same fucking character. Yeah, I'm not really sure because it's not going to matter at all in Pyrus anyway. They said it's going to matter more in the next... Eureka, but oh, we're getting Jesus. another one. Oh yeah, there's one more after this. Oh, um, I'm not entirely sure. Oh my god, I fucking hate this. What? Because this is the first time we've ever seen images of what the action bars and what the the collecting actions is going to actually look like. It's always just been like speculation. Now we have some visual. Oh, we're gonna finally unless get the there's uh, listen spell. unless there's a way to take this out of Eureka, then this What's is it matter? Just, yeah, this is a really yeah you really can't. I think it's idea. just for Pyros and the one that comes after. This is fucking stupid. Then 
And half the, you know, player base is, won't be able to use it. I know what this is. Hang on. No, I know exactly what this is. This is Square Enix going, listen, we know we're not going to have the population to be able to fill these two zones coming up in these next two expansions. I, I doubt if either of these two zones will hit ca- cap ever. Maybe, maybe Ooh. there's two instances of the zone, but uh, that second instance is never going to hit cap. That's okay. how Pago says right now, and there's a ton of people doing it right now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is that like okay? So we've got to make everyone overpowered so that they can continue on to do the content. Ooh, this is fucking stupid. This is this is indicative of we fucked up, so we need to make the content serviceable. This is the same thing that they had to do with Abyssia and and making us overpowered for the rest of the content. Abyssia was so great. You know what I mean, though? Like, remember when the the level cap was 75, Mm -hmm. right? And then there was only a limited amount of stuff that you could do solo or with small groups. Everything was like full alliances, even Sky. You know, like you were lucky if you could do it with like eight people right if you could do sky with eight people you fucking ruled you didn't need sky right exactly so abyssia comes out and pops that level cap up and suddenly things become easier to do in smaller groups things be able to become easier to do solo that is exactly what they're doing with this system and they know full well that by the fourth iteration of of fucking eureka that there's going to be 45 people doing it to completion and that's it convince me i'm wrong Convince me I'm wrong. But the thing is, though, is that at least then that creates some relic exclusivity, which is something we haven't had in a while because everybody has one. So, like, that's something anyway. Because only is 45 it? people will have it. Is it? I mean, I don't I don't remember that many people having a relic in Heaven's Word either, but I also don't remember seeing a relic and going, oh, shit, mm-hmm. that person has a relic. Fuck. Yeah, because it didn't matter because everyone had one. Right. And and the thi- well, no, not in Heaven's Word. Very few people have had them in Heaven's Word. Mm, I think there's mm. a, there's like more than what there More are than now. there's going to be after this yeah. one. Probably. I mean, if if you were actually playing the game and you were like actively doing it, then most people had a relic, I feel like. Really? I feel especially if you were raiding, everybody had them and then nowadays people in raids are like I can't be bothered because it's I always, I always thought raiding gear and weapons got a way bigger reaction out of people when they saw them in the wild. Well, definitely, yeah. So then, I mean, it's going to still be the same reaction to this. It's like, oh, cool, that person wasted their time in Eureka to get a relic. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be that cool because you know that the relic is not even that good. Except we all know that Yoshi believes that the true endgame is glamour. So what? Okay, if, what does it look like then? What does it look like? Maybe the glow is so massive, it like is actually like three character uh, characters long, and so when you walk around, there's just like this huge uh, aura of a whale behind you. I mean, I aura. fucking hate this. I hate it. Hate it so much. I, hate I what? Just the fact that they're that they're dumbing down and and making Eureka easier for smaller groups. And it's basically their concession that, listen, we we failed. We failed on that point. 
And that bothers me. That bums me out. Because, like, if they had held to their, I think that what their original vision was, that the content would have been, I think, more interesting. But they fucked up on a, on a couple of key areas, and it just drives me nuts that they dropped the ball so heavily with Eureka. Because it seems to have taken up a lot of development time. I feel like this is probably them just testing out new abilities, but they don't they don't really want to make a PTR. So Eureka is our PTR because we have Paralyze in here. We have Dispel in here. We have all kinds of different things, which we haven't actually seen on any classes yet. But now they're suddenly going to be in Eureka where things don't matter. So mm. if something breaks the game... Then it's like, well, it breaks the Eureka, the, the half or the Stormblood relic that was only present for half of Stormblood. So Arjun Esper saying I'm more inclined to think that this is a test for Blue Mage or a future at a role action system. Could be. I mean, I doubt it. I don't think it's good for Blue Mage, but hopefully a future role action system. I would be down for that. I would be down for anything that actually differentiates classes in this game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I think I think I don't like the idea of everyone becoming more similar. Homogenized. How, how can they get more similar? The, I, I don't know. Most like jobs giving are, everybody provoke and cure. Yeah, exactly. Everybody already has provoke and cure by by taking the the purposeful. Um, downfalls of the job right like tanks can't do damage tanks can't heal now they can do both those things everyone is basically the same super powered entity mm-hmm. now dps can also tank and provoke and heal you know what i mean like it, 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 it what's, what's it, the point it eliminates the 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 trinity entirely i just don't i don't see how that's fun from from an MMO perspective, I don't see how that's fun. It could be fun, but not in fourteen. Like if they had like all these different. Well, kinds- FF fourteen seems allergic to fun, but I mean <laughs> that's a whole nother discussion. But I could like see an MMO that just removes the Holy Trinity altogether, and every class has like different uh, enmity abilities, different healing abilities, and like you could like put points or skills into whatever you want your class to actually do. So you could have a like, healing rogue or whatever. And if you just put all your skills into healing or whatever. Yeah, but there's got to be a limiting factor. Like, if you just can dump unlimited points and you can get unlimited amounts of those points, you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be some kind of limiting factor that limits, like, okay, if you're going to dump a whole bunch of points into healing to be a healing tank, then you, you're you never doing anything like damage. Damn. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, increasing, like, your healing would reduce your ability to tank hits and do damage. But that- is that fun, though? I don't know that it is. I think it could be fun. Okay. All right. Well, then go do Eureka. <laughs> no, I told you it can't be fun in, in 14. <laughs> we already went over that. I'll be doing it at some point, so I'll let you know. Nika, I already know it's not going to be fun. No, so I, yeah. Save your time and your sanity. All right. So we have our latest installment of optional items in the cash shop. Oh, boy. And uh, I think uh, Square Enix has nothing but contempt for the player base now that's... Uh, oh, you think? At this point, there's no doubt in my mind, because now all you fucking whales can buy yourselves a fucking whale. You can show everyone how much of a whale you are for this fucking game. 
Thirty dollars for a two seater. The thing is, is that is big enough for eight people to fit on, and I mean, for how big it is, and for how much money it is, for it to not hold more than two people is fucking ridiculous. I mean, I I would say that if I ever catch any of our fans on one of these things, that I will personally disown or ban them. But I I'm two episodes away from not caring. (laughs) I punched my time. I I don't give a shit no more. But that's insane that they think that they can get away with thirty dollars for that fucking thing. I was watching Nika uh, fuck around in Eureka, and I was just shocked and disappointed with how many fucking whales I saw in that in that stream. It would make sense in Eureka if it could hold eight people because you could, you know, tax your entire party somewhere. That would make sense for people who are really into Eureka. But it's only fucking two people. I don't understand how they can get away with $30 for a two-person mount. Well, I mean, the other two-person mount was also $30. So in their minds, it probably makes sense. If you wanted to have a a four-person mount, then yeah, that'd probably be a $50 mount. You, would you, pay yeah, you think whenever they do release that, it's going to be like 50 bucks? Oh, it has to be. Like the entire price of the fucking game? Yeah. Well, why would it not be? Because of all the, quote, utility it has. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's... <laughs> in Square Enix's eyes, because you're getting like... Because two-person mounts are so rare in this game, that makes it, quote, worthwhile. And if you have a four-person mount that you can't get anywhere else, then, yeah, that's going to be a $50 mount easy. Uh, honestly, like, the like the fact that you can't get a two-person mount in the game, doing things in the game, like, you have to refer a friend. Yeah, there's refer a friend or, and wedding money. are the two that I have right now, which both, you know, you have to do something outside of the game to right, get it. Because exactly. you can't get it for the free wedding. You still have to pay for it. Yeah. And then... Yeah, and then the rest are cash up. That's bullshit. That's such bullshit. Hey, if it, you- does, it does really suck, too, when people are like, oh, you're level 35. There's like a, a low-level person in this Eureka party. Can you take them? And they're like, sorry, you know, I don't have one because it's not possible for me to get one. Yeah. It's kind of, it, it is stupid. But don't worry, guys. This isn't pay to win. There's no, no, there's no slippery slope here. No pay to win. Uh, you can also buy some walls golden walls because Square Enix doesn't let us use uh the golden dies or silver dies so if you want golden walls in your in your studio you gotta fork up five five dollars five or ten dollars five dollars per fucking wall well oh yeah yeah if you get three you can buy packages of three for ten dollars buy two get one free fuck off Square Enix also there's (sighs) Omnis Prognostics Orchestral Version. You can buy your shitty MP3 for $5. Great. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, and this game isn't free to play yet. No, it should be, though. Uh, we're going to open our phone lines. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Let's go to our phone lines and talk to Amira Faywin of Excalibur. What's going on, Amira? Hi guys! Thanks for calling. Also, Limit, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for taking my call. Um, I'm happy that I actually get to listen to you guys live. I usually work Sundays, so I'm usually asleep or at work. Nice. Well, uh, welcome gl- to the show. Yeah, welcome to the show. What's up? Thank you. Um, I want to talk about how utterly bored I am with this story and just the story and rates in general. <laughs> Well, the story in raids in general haven't been good since Coil. 
Like that, that was the only one that I'm convinced. I'm convinced that, you know, um, that you know why? it's because they decided to tie it into the actual main story and make it important. Whereas yeah. with Alexander and fucking Omega, they're like, we have to make it totally separate so that the people who don't do it don't have fear of missing out. Like, Fuck off. Why not? Why not make it matter so that more people will fucking do it? Well, and don't you want to drive fear of missing out? Like if you're a developer, you don't should. you don't you want to drive that? Don't you want that in your audience? I mean, well, it, would, it would give me a reason to do it. Yeah, like, I'm so bored with Omega that I went through and like I didn't. I, I think I went like two weeks without doing the new Omega set before my raid team was like, you have to. Because you're on raid schedule this week and you kind of need gear. And I was like, fine, I guess I'll do it. So the and only I- reason you're playing FF14 anymore is pure pressure, it sounds like. Um, I, it's fun to play with friends on my day off, but that's really it. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm so bored. I went through whatever St. Mochaccino's Frappuccino Doom, whatever. <laughs> and I, I've done it like four times now. And I just fell asleep on my keyboard the last time. And I, I did. I'm a DPS and I just fell asleep on my keyboard and no one noticed. You know, and that's that's the sad part. Uh, I Because I do that a lot. And, mm-hmm. and this is something that I do playing MMOs. Is that I just, I end up, you know, especially if you're in something that m- needs to maintain forward progression at all times you know if it's ESO or if it's uh, FF14 if it's pushing you along a forward path and that's your only path the entire time hallway boss hallway boss hallway boss I'm just like my brain just goes okay you just need to keep pressing one two three four and five that's it right like Mm -hmm. and that's that's the entire dungeon and so yeah I end up falling asleep I literally will fall asleep because it's hypnotic to just sit there and it lulls you to sleep it's like I think I think the one thing that actually pisses me off most about the raiding story scene, there's no reason for us to do savage at all. Like nope. in game, there is no reason. Like you do savage, so you can do savage better. Yeah, yeah. Like I was talking That's to a friend, it. and I was like, even even the EX primals for the warring triad had a reason. They were a training exercise for the Alligans. That was a throwaway line they put in the game, but gave your character a reason to go do it. Sure. Like, it was stupid, and it was a throwaway line, but at least it was a reason. Like, there was a reason for it to exist. Yeah, I feel like, you know, Square Enix at this point doesn't feel like they have to justify their content, right? Like, they're like, well, we could just make it up. It doesn't fucking matter. And and, and I feel like, you know, once they, once they finished 2.0 and they felt like they had no more canon that they had to be loyal to and that they could just throw the, you know, throw the, um, you know, the rules out of the window, I, it, this game became instantly more boring to me. Um, you know, as soon as there stopped being connections back to 1.0, as soon as there stopped being questions surrounding the calamity, I instantly got like divested in the story and they they took it in a direction that I thought was really bad, like actively bad storytelling. So, yeah, I, I totally see where you're coming from, uh, Amira. Like, I thought. especially coming from 2.0 to 3.0, I thought at least I remember stuff from 3.0 story too. Like I remember a few things. I remember the turning mist and the race spell guy. Like I remember that. I don't remember a thing from three, from 4.0. Yeah. I I'm actively tried and I don't remember a thing we did. Like I I know, I know the bullet points, but I, I can't like, 
I can tell you how cool it was having like that camping trip with Alfano and uh, uh, Estinian and uh, Yasail. I, I just no, I don't know anything. Yeah, there, <laughs> there, there wasn't even a big crescendo moment in here where I was like, okay, that was cool. You know like, what I mean? We ended up saving Alamigo, and I was like, wait, we're doing this now. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, oh, it's a dungeon, and now I get to run, uh, you know, run it every week and. Remind myself how I saved and liberated El Amigo. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Some of these, you know, some of these story points. And I don't know. I just, I wish Square Enix would think through this kind of stuff a little bit more thoroughly. Yeah. Like, I, it, it just ties, like, all their storytelling lately, rating and everything. Like, Omega's story is just boring. Oh, it's Alexander's terrible. Story it's is, awful. Alexander's story was okay. It's just, it didn't make sense until the final Alexander. Like, none of it. Was it was so a big buildup for a Schrodinger's cat joke. Like, <laughs> exactly. And, and I'm like, okay, stupid. fine, whatever. But I didn't even bother doing the last, you know, leg of normal uh, Omega stuff. Because I'm just that. I still I'm, haven't. <laughs> I'm that bored. I, I've only I literally only did it to get gears for my raid team because I genuinely enjoy the savage fights. Like that's the thing is I enjoy the fights a lot. And I feel like if they put some kind of in-game reason for us to actually do them, a story or anything yeah. that brought well, that the if raiders they don't, in. No, the story is that if Omega doesn't find some super strong person to fight, they'll just blow up the world. Well that, but the the savage <laughs> modes that are literally just go in and do this because you can't. No, no, you mean savage in particular? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Sa- like sa- like there's no reason to do savage stuff like in game as story. There's nothing driving you to do that. Right, there's technically, no thing at the end. Technically, you're not even doing the savage. You're just a song that Yoshi P is singing about. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just a retelling of of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So and it's embellished as you know bards and minstrels tend to do with heroes and stories. Which makes it stronger and makes you stronger. Yeah. But I agree, though. It, 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 it makes for a homogenous environment that tends to come off as boring. So thanks for the call, Amira. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, if you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. If you want to join us, uh, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about, whether it's raids, whether it's Eureka. Are you excited for Pyros? Um, did you continue on through what was the last one? What was that? What did you do? I was uh, turning on uh, theater mode for the for the uh, YouTube that we're going to be listening to. And okay. for some reason, that made it play. Oh, I don't know why that did that. Uh, that was alarming. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So question I want to pose to the to the two of you and to uh, all of our 59 viewers at the moment, 62 viewers at the moment, um, is what does Square Enix need to come out and say <laughs> fan fest, you know, keynote to be able to get you to go? Okay, wait a minute. I know that I wrote this game off, but maybe, maybe this could be okay. What could get you to reinvest in FF14 at this point? Nika, I know you're not quite as divested as no, Juxta or I. I still have an answer, and I know I've said but, it before. But yeah, no, no, no. And, I, and I'm sure that Nika does have expectations. But Juxta, I want to start with you. What, what does Square Enix need to say? Is there anything that Square Enix can say? at this point to make you go 
okay, I'm going to hold off on writing this game off as dead. What Square Enix needs to come out and say and just show on those PowerPoints is just a whole bunch of like named events, like things that we're going to do that is different from a dungeon, that's different from a raid, that's different from a 24-man. This is Eureka, and it's going to be different because of this, this, and this. And then we also have Diadem, which is going to be different because this, this, and this. Like, have like three or four of those things that are just completely different. We're still going to have your dungeons, we're still going to have your raids, we're still going to have your heaven on high, we're still going to have all this other bullshit that we have in the game, but we're all also going to give you more content and it's going to be different content fundamentally hmm. that's what i need to hear at FanFest. interesting so so what are you willing to give up to get that uh i'm not willing to give up anything because remember stormblood's but stormblood's budget was triple what it was and we got less shit so i don't know how much money you need yoshi to make a game that i enjoy but apparently it's gonna have to be triple triple the budget (laughs) okay nika how about you what do you need to hear from square enix for 5.0 to get you to reinvest i mean mine's a long juxtas is it literally just has to be another type of end game other than circle boss rooms that still counts as end game still counts as viable and is something that i will do either on off nights with my same group or even maybe with a completely different static or my free company or something that i'll do like something that gets me wanting to play it more than two days a week does does square enix have to acknowledge the problem first do they have yes. to do they have to openly acknowledge do they openly have to say listen we have heard you that you know our our content is too similar between even different types of content and we're going to do our best to be able to vary that I think yeah I think they have to or otherwise they won't even realize that they need more content and I I think right now they're in denial because like they you know he did mention in that one interview that oh we've never really thought about changing our raid cycle up a little bit you know like okay and so i just feel like that if i was to ask that question at fanfest he'd like if it's even if i said you know i'm pretty sure i speak for most endgame raiders here when i say he'd probably be like wait really what what are you talking about like i don't think that he is like that they're understanding at all because so many people want to come to fanfest that means we're doing something right right and i just don't see that they even really understand and we have so many new players coming into the game that we must be doing something right give us a call limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord what does square enix need to say to you to signal that they get it that they understand what the problem with their game is moving towards 5.0 and that they are going to meaningfully rectify it what did what do you have to hear from them to keep you involved in the game limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord I mean, I'm, I'm in a similar boat as you guys. Um, I definitely think that, you know, I need to hear them talk about v- content variety mm-hmm. and um, making a real effort to try and not just make copy and paste versions of what's already in the game. But more than that, and this is something that I saw in uh, in the chat room that I uh, that I agree with, is they need to they need to disrupt their gear cycle um, and they need to meaningfully make gear that will drive people to do content. That's the biggest 
kind of, you know, like uh, uh, blind spot that I have uh, or that I think Square Enix has for their gear that, you know, um, they have to recognize that the highest eye level that they're putting in the game is uh, what everyone is going to go for. If you put an eye level range of, you know, 30 eye levels and nobody's going to go th- for the stuff that's, you know, 20 eye levels lower than the highest of what you just put in. Uh, at the same time, though, there's a very, um, you know, a very vocal minority uh, or a very vocal majority of this game who will say, listen, we're not we're just simply not interested in rating. Doesn't matter what type of gear you put in there unless it's way, you know, drastically better and it makes the entirety of the game feel easier Then it's really not worth my time rating. Because as Nika had pointed out earlier in the show, all rating does is get you gear that makes rating easier. So unless there's another other event type that you can take and apply that gear towards or unless you know we've we've talked about it in the past giving glory some type of glory gear that people will want to not glamour over those types of things are really important and and you know um i i think square enix needs to knowingly purposefully break their cycle and the reason that they don't do that is they don't know how to properly develop for you know um characters that have broken their parameters you know like i i feel like they have a development practice of you know they put they put their dev team in god mode and give them you know uh stats up to this cap and then say is this viable option is this possible to do and what they should be doing is they should be giving people access to super you know like high powered gear where the rest of the eye level is going to be going at the end of the expansion cycle where is your eye level gear going to be you need to be handing those eye those those high super high level high level pieces of gear out earlier on in your expansion cycle and you need to be testing players testing either their patience their willingness to rerun stuff or um you know testing their skill to be able to get it um so that's i you know that that at least for me i need to see both of those things that content is going to to change and that gear is going to change as well if neither of those two things change i just don't see fundamentally enough changing about ff14 moving forward to keep me at all interested yeah and i to go along with what i said yeah i think that biggest thing that i want is change in 14 like with world of warcraft Every expansion was fundamentally different from the last expansion. So if you didn't really like uh, Legion for whatever reason, then in Battle for Azeroth, it's kind of a clean slate. You can play and most things will probably be changed or maybe some things will be the same, but they rework the talent system or they rework gear or whatever. Right. And I, I I don't need another battle system rework, right? Like the I mean, we could go for another battle system rework, but, but if they uh, if it's but if it's just rework. but if it's just no. that though, no, that's in addition to other things. Like that's that's not the cake. That's like the little side. Uh, that's piece. the icing. No, that's the peas that you don't really want to touch, but you have to eat so your mom doesn't yell at you. <laughs> okay, right. But like, just they just need to change up. Like they have to show. That they are willing to like try to make to try to change their whole game 
which seems kind of unfair when you when you say it like that when did they change the whole game but if if something's stale in the game then you need to change it so yeah. that way it freshens everything up I also feel like they need to figure out a, a way to go back and incentivize participation in old content. They know? had a they had a way, but they changed it. But they well they yeah they they mm. made it into Eureka and now it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Like you know the the we relic have tales, but who does that anymore? Right. Well, the relic was a way to get people into doing yeah. older content and to funnel them into doing it, um, and it was effective. But at the same time, though, uh, it. it it was all you know like you lost people about halfway through that grind which is where you're losing them in the eureka grind as well and i i just man i just there are so many problems with this with this game right now as an mmo that i think dude i think if if they just came out and said we are going to develop this game for the next two years as an mmo and not as a social game that would be a huge step in the right direction i don't know if you'll ever get them to say that this game is a social game well they've they've already said more than an mmo they've they've already said how many aspects of social games they rip off so i don't know how much more how much more you could say you know that we're ripping off social games than that i feel like in yoshi's eyes they're still more of an mmo than they are a social game i I mean, maybe according to him, in his eyes, in his, in his eyes, opinion. yeah. But I don't. Not in would you? Would, I, I don't. I don't know that that's necessarily the same sentiment that you would get on the player side from anyone. I think else. when like ninety percent of the content is like new housing and glamour, that's social game. Yeah, exactly. Lords of Verminion, that's a social game. You no, know, that's a trash game. I mean, all of that shit. Let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Ryoku of Sergeant Tannis. What's going on, Ryoku? It's good. How how's it going with you guys? Oh, not bad. What's up? Uh, not too not too much. Just counting the days to Fan Fest and and just messing and then suffering through my playing the Mega Man X series. Right on, right on. So, what do you want to talk about? Um, I was just thinking about the, the fact that it's like, yeah, for the most part, when it comes to fourteen. As much as I still in- have fun when I blog in and play the game, I do wish that they should they make some changes with how they do things in the game, especially when it comes to gear. Because for the most part, all they are just simple statistics. It's like, oh look, I got more crit, and there's no really there's nothing interesting to motivate you to want the gear outside of it's just a higher eye level, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there, Ryoku. What do you need to hear from Square Enix at FanFest to get you to say, okay, they are aware of the problems that they have in this game? That's what they need to say. We are aware of our problems. <laughs> <to fix them. laughs> I don't know that, that, that you're ever going to get that, Nika. I know. I mean, we got that from 1.0 into 2.0. That's true. I don't know that we're ever getting it again. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think that they really need to to like like add on and enhance what they're doing. Like, for example, like what I mean, I mean, as much as much as people really prefer horizontal progression, I do like the I like vertical progression because, like, for example, when I've been playing World of Warcraft and I used to raid their hard hardcore, uh, even though I know everything I did in like in a, 
in the previous raid tier gets thrown out, they always made gear or gear that I that I would always look forward to getting because it was something interesting or adds a new way to put a twist onto how you do things with rotation wise. Right. Well, and and with FF fourteen, there is no piece of gear that will ever affect your rotation. <sighs> yep. So sad. Yeah, but yeah, that's one Ever. of the things that I think would be a motivating factor to want to get people to be like, hey, if this like like especially if that stuff drops specifically from like the savage level level raids, sure, or or content that's equivalent to that. It, plus, and and then on top of that, like maybe like if they make a raid, a raid, and have trash mobs that could, who knows, drop drop like materials that you could make the hot make make high level equivalent gear here for there's there's so many ways you can make incentives oh yeah for people to want to do this stuff totally and i mean that's that's an interesting way to take it is that you know now the strongest gear in the game is craftable and uh you know the mats are just really rare we saw you know a lot of uh pieces of gear in ff11 that operated off of that mm-hmm. uh off of that idea and, and surprise I, surprise 11 had a fairly decent economy yeah versus 14s which is just a glamour shop. I mean, it just seems like the, the only idea- things worth money are the level one glamour pieces. But I, but I mean, the Not idea, the, the idea of like a single digit percentage drop rate is something that FF14 and Square Enix have run from. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and as far away as they can fucking get. And that was something that really drove the underpinnings of FF11 very well. And yes, you are you are committing yourself to uh, a part of yourself to RNGesus. You know, like that's just Heaven forbid. That's just part of it. But like that was also kind of the interesting part of it, right? Where you know it would give you a variety of shit to do uh, in in a game. You had specific NMs that you could camp for better gear or profit and and you just don't have that kind of shit in ff14 and 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 it's not just ff14 there's a lot of mmos that are fundamentally missing out on on things like that you know like imagine imagine just having an nm that you needed a item to pop okay and the item to be able to pop it drops at you know like a two percent you know two percent uh chance and then once you pop the nm the piece of gear that you want from it is like a five percent chance i mean there's a lot of shit that you've got to do that's a lot of time that you're expending in the game to be able to get something out of it it's not necessarily difficult but it is repetitive and it is you know now you know in ff11 you had competition for claiming and shit like that too and it's just like why did all of that shit get thrown by the wayside is it just like oh that's not fair that's the only thing that i could see i'm that never was the, gonna get mine yeah that was the only complaint the only logical and and i guess kind of like point that i would put on it is oh i feel like i'm never gonna get mine but that's just me fucking complaining Mm -hmm. that's not an actual demotivating factor to playing the game i would say having all of my shit is a real demotivating factor to playing the game feeling like i've accomplished all all that i can do is a real demotivating factor for logging into the game not 
oh, I feel like I'm never going to get it. Like, that's, dude, that's just being at the mercy of r and Jesus. Like, join the fucking club, dude. You know? Mm-hmm. What happened to that? Like, what happened to that notion in an MMO where it's like, listen, not everything is going to be fair for everyone. We don't need to make everything fair. At some point, someone came along and was like, no, we really need to make everything fair. Why? Was it to create a less toxic environment? Why? It's to appease the we wants. That's the only that's the only answer that I can come up with. And that's fairly fucking frustrating. I don't know, Ryoku, are, are, are we crazy in saying that that would be something cool to add to FF14? Or is that some shit that, you know, MMOs have left by the wayside, you know, for good reason? Well, I also think about, like, uh, like another way to look at it is, like, is also, while also keeping it in the end, like, the actual endgame scene is, like, like I miss, like, one of the things like, that was cool about, like, older one and wow was the fact that if you beat if you beat the bosses in a specific way which yeah was involving yeah. involving unlocking the hard mo- the uh, hard mode and then you beat them all they there was an uh, an extra boss on top of that that you got to fight which was even harder than the tech the the technical last boss of the raid right. and you could that was even more loot and extra story scenes that you could get from get from that and which was the more effective for people to get better uh, to want to see that. Right. And, and uh, no, I, I mean, I agree with that, but you know, the Before fact we can have that, we have to have actual raids. Yeah, that's true. Raids. Yeah, that's, that is, that is true. I, I wish, I do wish the, the phase as, as, as good as they are mechanically, I just wish aesthetically that they actually felt like you're, you're going through, an actual raid yeah. rather than rather than like now it's just oh we just appeared in a circle circle and that's it after going from the um, Bahamut which was which was the closest that we felt to a raid and then Alexander which was just a straight hallway to the boss and now it's just oh here's the boss uh arjun esper in our chat room saying he's been watching a lot of red dead streams and people start complaining as soon as a cutscene goes for more than a minute modern gamers have the attention span of goldfish they just want to hit the boss get their loot and move on to the next game and i I, you know i think that there's probably an aspect of that that's that's true um there are some people who no matter what you tell them are gonna they they don't care about the story they just yeah. want to to play the actual game and that's then fine again, then again they miss they they've forgotten what it was like for long for long cutscenes when with games like Zeno Zeno Saga during the PS2 era oh Jesus or like uh Kingdom Hearts know, 2 opening tutorial Metal Gear Solid 4 you know what I mean like <laughs> that was a movie yeah exactly it was more than a movie than it was a game and the thing is you know and I understand some of that right like I understand a degree of that I tend to get like if I'm not involved in the story if I'm not invested in the story and the story takes forever i get annoyed with it right Mm -hmm. if i'm invested in the story and you're taking a long time to tell it that's different i i want you to take every minute that you need to tell tell that story because i'm invested i want to know what happens we gotta have a good story first right yeah yeah and also what i see why when people make that complaint is sometimes they mistake inconvenience for making things a little bit less um 
inter- invested into what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I but I, I think that that has, you know, um, diminishing returns, you know, like the easier you make something that, yeah, like that means that people are only going to play it less. Right. Like the easier you make something. Listen, when someone says this takes too long, what they mean is I don't like this and I need to get through it to get to the part that I like. Okay, whether it's story or whether it's bad gameplay, one of those two factors, that means that you've made to that person something that is a fundamentally bad game. Okay, there should be a way to balance those two aspects so that you get something that's satisfying and it's not going to be satisfying to everyone. Not everyone is going to like every game that's ever put out there, but to make it satisfactory to the most to the widest possible audience you've got to try to try to balance that aspect and when something gets out of whack that's when people start to become exasperated with the process of playing it and i think that there is an amount of that in ff14 with the copy and paste design methodology where people are just rejecting it and i and i see people who have joined up during stormblood that are now going dude this is the same shit This is the exact same content that you had at the beginning of this expansion. Where's the different shit for me to do? If you can if you can recognize that inside of a single expansion, Mm -hmm. then there is something fundamentally fucked with your development process. Yeah, for the most part, like like, even now is like even though, like I said, I still enjoy the game, but I only play it now once once a week to keep in touch with the game because I don't play it anywhere near as much as I did during Heavensward or hell even 2.0. I used to play it like almost every day. And that's sad for an MMO. Right. An MMO, you should be so invested in that world that you should want things to take a long time. If you're not invested in the world enough to be like, listen, I only want this to take about 10 minutes because that's all I have to devote to this before I have to move on to your other thing. You're not playing the right kind of game. You're not playing the right type of game for your lifestyle or for your life or for your level of investment in the world. I was invested enough in this world where I wanted shit to take for take time and have meaning to it. Not just like, oh, go here, press the thing, come back, turn in the quest. Now you have the thing. That's like 90% of the content in this game. Run the dungeon, get the points, exchange the points at the at the coupon voucher, and d- voila, now you have some Item of the- level plus two. Yes, exactly. And that, to me, is fucking boring. Boring. Like, there's no sense of adventure there. Like, I'm just logging on to do my duty and then logging on to do my roulettes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Did my four roulettes. Logging off. Gonna do it again tomorrow. Where Where's the grand adventure in that? That's just doing fucking tedium. That's that's tedious fucking homework. You're doing homework yeah. at that point. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much tedium in the opposite direction because like 
Like I remember going like if done Final Fantasy eleven days, spending like eight hours farming Uli and not getting anything just so he can spawn and being like, happy with that, right? Like I, like I remember, dude. I remember fucking camping NMs for days and weeks in FF eleven. I remember being frustrated with either not getting the drop or getting the claim, but I don't mm-hmm. ever remember going. I fucking hate this game and wanting to quit. It never bored me. It pissed me off, but it never bored me and guess what i get motivated when i get pissed i'm more likely to see it through when i get pissed i'm not i'm not i'm not the kind of person that gets discouraged when they get pissed off i understand that that's like 50 percent of the population but that's not me right (laughs) i I feel like i didn't get bored with it simply because i was unaware of what an mmo of what mmo content should be and that you shouldn't be standing around for 24 hours waiting for a spawn like if we had that nowadays i would be bored well, sure. Well, I mean, for me, it's like what kept me what kept me invested and wanted to do was I was with a a fun link show at the time that we talked and had fun doing it, even though we spent eight hours sometimes getting absolutely nothing. We at least had fun with each other's company for the most part uh, while doing it. That's the only that's the one positive thing I could give about it. Right. Well, we have that in fourteen too. I feel like that's why a lot of people stay rating because of the company. And Roto just uh, bringing up a great point. What FF14 is missing is a sense of achievement and getting a drop. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because it doesn't matter. Even if you go through a dungeon and you do a dungeon and you, you know, maybe if there's no drop that you want from there, maybe you don't need anything from any dungeon in all of Eorzea. You just need the tomes. Well, you do them enough. You're going to get that piece of gear. That is boring to me. Like a points exchange for gear progression is boring and bad, especially if it's like the primary way of L- getting your gear. Let me ask you something, Juxta. You're a D and D fan. Yeah. If you you've DM'd before too, yes. As a DM, how interesting for your players would it be if you went, okay, you killed that monster and you got forty five points and you need one hundred and eighty to exchange for this item? There's no items that dropped, by the way. If they did, they're all useless and they're all garbage, and you know, no one's no one's ever going to use them. But you need to do this dungeon again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same way you did it before do it again and get 40 more of those points so that you can get up to 180 so you can exchange for the piece of gear that you want does that does that sound like it would be exciting for your fucking players that would be awful where's the sense of adventure like honest to god that's the thing that's missing for me from ff14 where is the sense of adventure sending you out into a world that should be dangerous to you you can spend 90% of your time in fucking cities just d- queuing for dungeons. And it'll take you to hear this, this, where, that, it, all over the fucking world of Eorzea to let you power up. And now you go outside and the world means nothing to you. It's a really fundamentally bad way to design a game that is supposed to inspire awe and adventure. Like yeah, for for the, mo- for the most part, like the um, like the tome system and whatnot is fine if it's j- if it was a supplementary to something something else. 
but to make it a primary one for how they've been doing it is not a good direction. I agree. I agree. And and in fact, just based off of that, Ryoku, that just knocked loose an idea. What if the the main gear that you needed was out of dungeons? And like drops out of dungeons, right? And the tone gear was a drop, you know, was like an eye level step below that. So that you're you're buying gear that's a step below what you need, and you're running dungeons for the random piece that you need. Oh, but that sounds a little bit annoying. I'm sure that there's going to be some people who are like, "Oh, but that's going to mean it's going to take forever for me to get my piece of gear." That means that you don't like this world, dude. Get out. Like log out of Eorzea if if that's what you're actively campaigning for. Oh, it's going to take that much longer for me to get my piece of gear. Well, you don't want to actually play in this world now. Get the fuck out. Yeah, or even for the most part, like be like the way to to get to the in, like as the intro level for that for that for that patch, rather than being like, oh, it's the same level as everything else. So you work towards getting that, and then use that to go into what you what you want to do or instead right exactly just being able to have like just in case like you can't ever get that drop to to actually drop for you or have someone else lean on it then you have a, a slightly worse item that you can get just as a fallback plan instead of having you know just to not have a gear at all so yeah i mean it's the way that 11, I don't think that 14 could ever actually do gear the way that 11 did, or uh, for 14 ever did, because in 14, once you get like your arm slot or your leg slot, then that's basically done. Like you have your one slot, which is basically the highest item level you got versus 11 where you have your tp set you have your weapon skill set you have multiple weapon skill sets you could have your tanking gear you could have your evasion gear there's all kinds of different gear sets that you could have in final fantasy 11 that just wouldn't even make sense in 14 right yeah yeah and also that was there's there was gear like back from zillot that even when when um you looked at like stuff that came out with wings of goddess you look back and it's like why would i go after stuff that's in wings of the goddess when the stuff i have from zillard is better than that yeah which is one thing i really why me personally i prefer the vertical one because vertical progresses because i always liked having something to look forward to rather than it's like oh i got myself from stuff from event from from endgame stuff that took that was implemented five years ago why do i care about stuff that's going to come out now when this stuff is like good forever no and and i think that the way that square enix did horizontal progression throughout ff11 was bad because when <coughs> like when 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 ff11 got to the point where they needed to do abyssia do you remember the dumb shit that they were doing with gear they were doing like trade your your chest piece to this random point in in von Adil and we'll give you a random stat back oh, the on augment it. system the augment system you get plus five fire resistance and and the thing is is that it was so bad because they had run out of ways to make horizontal progression interesting so they went back to vertical progression and looked at that but the, the, the see now like 
because I've been playing Elder Scrolls Online for, you know, like a, probably a, a little under a year. And what I thought was really interesting that they did about their horizontal progression system is that it's vertical progression up to champion level 160. And after that, all gear caps at 160 all gear right so now you have you have some wiggle room to work within as you're trying to min max certain bonus stats right so you're trying to get um you know several pieces of gear from one set several pieces of gear from another set and several pieces of gear from a third set to be able to maximize your gear bonuses and what what can happen is it can lead to you running a dungeon for you know three months and not still not getting the piece of gear that you need And it can be a little bit annoying, right? But at the same time, that horizontal progression never throws out anything else that I get in the game. So I can get a piece of gear or a set of gear that's not quite as good as what I'm going for, but it's almost as, you know, it's almost as good. And I can use that until I get my other pieces of gear or until I find a better, uh, another gear set that I like more with better bonuses. So you know, it gives you a certain amount, a degree of wiggle room. What what vertical progression does is it set it it stops it caps all progress inside of an eye level range and says nope this shit is irrelevant now it's all about what's in the next eye level range that's the problem that i have is because now all of that gear that you've spent a ton of development time on in the past is now irrelevant and and all of the balancing efforts that you did are irrelevant that's the problem that i have with consistently vertical progression because there's no there's no point where you're ever able to gear yourself up for a long period of time longest period of time is three months four months that's it for anyone doesn't matter at any level of the game whether it's you know just running dungeons or whether it's running raids every week whatever it's it's the same for everyone and i to me like having that 3 month counter that resets every you know every 3 months like is the most preventative thing for me ever coming back to the game because a i know if i come back i can get myself caught myself caught up really quickly and really cheaply mm-hmm. um and and if i don't that it doesn't matter you know what i mean like i haven't like even been remotely close to eye level cap in like two and a half years it's been a long time like at this point like my item level stagnates so hard that i have to like scrounge the market board just to meet the minimum eye level to do the dungeons and do the the omega shit yeah and it still doesn't even matter because i'm still doing the content easy peasy exactly it's it's how much of a barrier for entry is it for you like not it's like five hours to be able to do the stuff that came out that day if that even less if I spend money on it. And and the thing is, and, and I think this is where all of us as long-term players this game are at this point, is that when you have that level of monotony, when you have that level of, of feeling like things never change or never deviate from this pattern, then that's what drives your veteran players away in droves. As they're like, this is totally predictable. I'm, you know... 
like they they have the same the exact same mentality as me i know exactly what i'm gonna have to do to you know i'm gonna have to run six dungeons four times to be able to gear up enough to you know to do the stuff yeah exactly and then log off because i've already done the stuff right so and and without more stuff to do what's the fucking point uh ryoku thanks for the call man we appreciate it you're you're welcome and and can't wait to see you guys at FanFest. Yeah, we're going to have a really good time at that party, man. Can't wait. Yep. All right. If you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. <sighs> so I, I don't think we have any more calls on hold. Nope. Do we want to go into, uh, I mean, it's. It's no longer Juxtober anymore. No, it's... It's Juxtavember. Juxtavember. It's Juxtavember, which isn't a thing, so don't even try anything with that. But I do have one more Juxtober entry if we want to go through that. This is the FF14 show, right? This is the FF14 show. Mog News. Nika, 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 how mean are you feeling today? I'm really tired, so not (laughs) super... All right, we're going to need to get you, you uh, Nika, you're going to need to get your mean face on, okay? I mean, I wasn't like super nice to the other one, so maybe I'll No, I, I I understand, but this is someone from our own community. So I need I need to hear need to hear your aggressive er face. I don't know. No, you need to do a little bit I'm, better. Come on. I I got 4 hours of sleep after streaming for 27 hours. I'm Just give me sure. one good er. There we go. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. I think we can do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, this is Mog News. Mog News. Now, I've not, never heard not, of this. Not to be confused with Mog Talk, who's actually, like, you know, a decent podcast right. made by Frosty. Right. Mog News uh, was made by Mina and Zakarn. Uh, and it's, uh, it's... Who are they? Who? What? Who are they? Who are they? Who are they? They're Mina and Zakarn. Yeah, I know. But are they supposed... I assume one of them submitted it to us, right? Uh, I'm not actually sure who submitted it because they didn't like you know leave a name. Oh, okay. So I assume it's so, one of those two. Because what if this so a listener submitted this and we're just going to and they didn't ask for this? You know what? I'm I'm you know I'm kind of okay rolling those dice. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the spirit of Juxtober anyways. So. Yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, okay. Uh, so it's uh it's this is a dead podcast for this dying game, and the last episode was September 29th, two thousand thirteen. Uh, or okay, or just before patch two point one. Whoa! Okay, so right after Realm Reborn launched, Basically. so this was a fresh. So, so they had like picked up a Realm Reborn, and within like three months, they were like, "Yeah, we don't need to do this anymore." Uh, well, uh, there's no like end to the show. Like, there's no, like no formal exit because because September twenty ninth, twenty thirteen was before Limit Break Radio started back up. Was so it? it's yeah, it's not like we were even you know. Like kicking ass and taking names yet? Hmm. Well, uh, so uh, let's, uh, let's. Well, look, well, look, well look, okay. Mm. I don't know what to say to that, so I'm just gonna go back to my copy I wrote. So <laughs> let's listen to the bright-eyed Mina Zakarn and special guests Shardfire and Stuzak. Who is Stuzak? Stuzak. If they're special, why? What makes these guests special? I don't well, know. Well, maybe they'll say. Maybe they'll do better than the they last They won't, Nika. Did. They won't. Oh. Dang. And uh, you couldn't choose uh, which boring name to go with, Stuzak, so you just chose both. 
Well, for the duration of this episode, I'm going to be your host, Bob Carl, <laughs> and I'm going to go take you down this rabbit hole so you can ex- see exactly why Mog News did not go past their massive four episodes. Four episodes. Four episodes. Wow. And that's even being a little generous, because if you look at their YouTube, uh, like episodes like two and three were like eight minutes long, ten minutes long. Those, that's not a real episode. Link. It's really not. But this one's an hour and a half. This was an hour and 20 minutes or 20 or yeah, an hour, hour and a half. So, uh, but, uh, the one thing I will commend them on is their opening. Okay. It's actually, they have like a little like news graphic that like, goes over and it's like, reminds me of like CNN. Oh, okay. So that's the best part of the whole show. If you want to like show that on stream, if you don't Not want to. Not particularly. All right. That's fine then. So let's just go ahead and go into it then. All right. Generic news sounder number five. Yep. Just wait for it. Greetings and welcome to Mog News with your host, Mina and Whoa, hold That's on. That's cute, actually. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. What? Why? Why is he doing one of these? It's it's it's, it's, the it's old, it's old time talk. news. It's it, it depends if it's their shtick or if it's just like. Can you listen to it, uh, an hour and a half of? This guy talking talk like, like this the whole episode. Is that like what he entire? does the whole show? I'm not going to spoil it for you. Uh, just Fuck. remember that I did an LBR opener where I had Kahlo do this to reporting on news. It went out really well. Oh, my if God. If it's just their intro, I think that's kind of okay and cute. But if it's the whole show, no. Bringing you new developments in the Final Fantasy XIV around the Bond universe, along with their unique insights on the topics. Let's turn things over to our anchors and find out what they have in store for us today. Good day, and welcome to another episode of Mog News. I'm your host. Ugh. Okay, so it was just their intro. It's I, just I'm their not, intro. Okay. I don't hate it. He That's has, okay. He has, a, he has a decent like voice acting voice. There, it wasn't awkward or too cringy. It the was music was too loud. Silly. The music was, was, was yeah. The music was competing. But I think it was kind of cute. That's like their little you know because they're Mog News. It's their news intro. I don't hate it. Okay. All right. Karn, and with me today is Mina. Hello. And we have a couple of special guests today. We have Shardfire. Howdy. And Stuzak. Hello. Okay, so mic, vo- mic volume is going to be lesson number one for these folks. Oh, no, not the the awful staticky noise that keeps on happening throughout the entire episode. No, that is mic volume, because oh. what that is, is that someone's mic peaking. Oh. Yeah. Don't peak. That's bad. I mean, it's it's not as it's not as bad as like someone who, you know, like clearly has never been in front of a microphone before. Like this guy was trying to get as much of his as much loudness out of his signal as he possibly could, which I commend him for. Most I'd, people. Yeah, I take that over the last podcast where you couldn't understand one guy because it cut out yes. every other word. Yes, <laughs> I will take that over that any day. But the peaking is a problem. And he's probably going to need to uh, just back down that volume just a just a hair, just a hair. So All right, there's been a lot of developments in the Final Fantasy XIV universe recently. There was a Oof. Game Watch interview Oof. with Yoshi P, where there was a lot of interesting information exchanged there, as well as um, uh, the letter from the producer live at PAX. Uh, much of the same hey. information in each. There's a little extra tidbits and i'd like to sort of try going over some of it 
Like, um, I, 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 dude, his, like, that peaking is so bad. I want to turn down my headphones. Yeah. But I know it's on the recording, so I know it won't do anything. <laughs> oh, my God, that is terrible. Isn't it awful? It is. I kind of want to start off with something that has been really a big concern with a lot of people is the, uh, the gill selling. What? Wait, what? At what point <laughs> was gill selling a problem in this game? Are you kidding? When 2.0 launched, every single chat in all of the city states were just spammed because there were no, uh, no RMT filters in the game yet. So you just walk through Limsa and like nonstop spam. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I remember that, but there was also the blacklist feature, which would, you know, blacklist take care of it. was not implemented. For yes, it, right it was. No, it, well, no, no, no. You had to type in the name. You couldn't like write. You couldn't report them. You could just blacklist them by typing their name in, but you couldn't like click on it in your chat and do it, and you couldn't report them yet. Yeah, but it, but fucking money had no impact on this game ever, ever. So you mean to tell me that RMTs are ruining the fucking game? No, they're just making your chat life a little bit more difficult. They actually had at no point did they have an actual impact on this fucking game. No, in terms of the economy, like in eleven, no, yeah. Gil, Gil buyers yes. had an impact because of I the, way agree. the economy went. This game does not. One hundred and ten percent, Nika. Yes, in FF eleven, RMT was a huge problem. RMT has never been anything but a vague nuisance in FF fourteen. They've never prevented anyone from, like, they've never stolen a fucking mob from <laughs> from a you know from a a, a claim group. They, like nothing. Like there's. They have had no impact on FF14 whatsoever. And uh, that is something that, you know, you actually probably should commend the dev team for because that was a serious problem in FF11. But now I think that they've they've shrunk the RMT business and the RMT problem to the point where they could drown it in a bathtub. You know what I mean? Like you, you could absolutely have a MMO that operates off of, you know, older MMO economic principles and still have it be viable. Um, I feel like, you know, FF 14 feels like they need to, to keep, the RMT menace out of their game. And I think that it's just a straw man at this point. I'm sorry. RMT have never been a problem in FF 14. And if they, and if they made, you know, like we were talking about earlier, if they had drops that spawned certain NMs, or if, you know, the, those NMs dropped items that could be crafted into super high level pieces of gear, right? Anything that dropped was worth money. Exactly. I don't see RMT at this point in the game being able to do dick about any of those things because they would have to play the game so fucking much to be able to get to the point where they could impact those things that they just they wouldn't. It would it would cease to be effective for them. Yeah, that's my issue. Uh-huh. That's be a big problem. It is. It's they've taken over the shout channel, um, which is very regrettable. They're sending uh, tells to people now with advertisements. These guys are worse than the bloody. Jehovah's I do. I do remember. Guys. I do remember the uh, the tells though. It was a pain. I think I remember. This is right before two point one dropped. So like, while the economy was somewhat established. It wasn't necessarily known that, like, hey, gill solars are never going to matter because gills never going to matter. That's like, true. None yeah. of that had been put into play yet. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, I guess. 
swear. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the end of Gill Sellers, they've always been this way. Every MMO that I've ever played, they are the exact same. They're relentless in uh, any trade channel, any general channel, and they still tell people. The problem is, is the player base is actually supporting these people by buying their gill. Exactly. Now, fast forward years and years later, and we have the cash shop and no gill <laughs> seller problems at all. But the problems are still the fucking same. Because you assholes out there support Square Enix doing the fucking cash shop stuff, that, that's what we get every two weeks. We get a new cash shop update, like a $30 whale mount. Like, they're not even being subtle about it anymore. Not even a little bit. Nope. Like, if you're going to do a whale mount, wouldn't you have done that when Bismarck was a thing? Thank you. You'd think. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Because when I, when I had said it out loud at the office, right, Escali had piped up and was like, what, like, like Bismarck? And I was like, no. <laughs> No, it's just a whale. No, it's just a whale. And he's like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it didn't even come out when we had like the cogent stuff because, you know, it was like the noodle going under the water. Nope. It's just. Just a whale. Just a whale. It's just a whale. For no reason. Whale for the whales. Ugh. All right, so we're going to skip ahead. Oh, good. But we're still going to talk about RMTs. Fuck. At least something to think about. Not only that, but the other problem that these guild sellers are creating for the legit players is it's destroying our economy. So that way it's making it difficult for those that uh, want to buy gear from the market. They can't do it because they just can't afford it anymore. Keep in mind, raids were not as big of a thing at this point. Yeah. I mean, fair, but you didn't really buy gear from the market board to compete with raid gear. Did 2.1... 2.1 was the first raid, wasn't it? No, two, uh, Bahama was in 2.0. It was? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, because remember... Yeah, LB- I think the 3.5 might have been. LBR history, uh, Ascalia made this huge rant from some con where he was complaining that the Crystal Tower gear was completely pointless because it didn't even touch the raid gear that was already out for a whole patch. Yeah, but I don't, I, I, and I do remember what you're talking about, but I don't think LBR started until after 2.1. So I think we... No, I think we were had a couple episodes before 2.1. I think we did. I don't think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. If we did, it was like the pilot, and that was it. Could have been. Keep in mind, back then, uh, an LBR was uh, a month between of recordings and then, yeah that's true too and then three little mini episodes yeah i forgot about that god how much has changed wow right? yeah is in the game is the economy there's a lot of gill sinks in the game but there's not enough gill fountains there is uh, what wait what there were back, gill sinks yeah back in 2.0 you had to repair your gear really okay yeah yeah that's it okay so i'm looking here uh, episode one, part one, was looking ahead to patch 2.1. So it was yeah. somewhere through patch 2.0. Pretty much the tail end of 2.0. Yeah. Um, people say, oh, I can make a lot of money uh, selling stuff on the auction house, but that's just a shuffling of funds. We need ways to be able to go and generate new gill into the economy. And that's been going at a very slow rate. Like they, when they calculated it all, they had made a few little errors and they didn't 
um, account for certain things. So that's kind of thrown things off. And that almost pushes people to going to buying the gill because they just need that money. They don't have the money that they should be in the game. And Yoshi has recognized that he is, he's looking at ways of trying to, to fix. Yeah, the I don't, I don't think that that straw man argument ever panned out. Just, no, just saying, I mean, teleport costs were just through the roof, through the roof. All right, so he complains God. a little bit more about uh, needing money, so we're going to skip all that. Uh, so what I'm taking away from this was that his ass was broke. Pretty much, yep, yep. And he died a lot because he had to repair his gear so much. Oh. All right, so we're going to move Sounds ahead. like he's a bad. I mean, with a name like Zakarn. <laughs> Long way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, Final Fantasy XIV is still a baby. It's still young. Uh, we'll just ignore the, the whole 1.0 thing. But, you know, it's still a brand new game. They have w- lots of room to grow. And I've watched this community grow from 1.0 launch to today. And just seeing the shifts and how the, the developers do listen to the players. A lot of people say they don't, but they do. Oh, they and, do. Yeah, they really do. I'm sorry, what? They, they listen to the players. I'm sorry, what? They know they listen to the players. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) You know, in 2.0, I felt that way too because it was such a shift from Tanaka when Yoshi was like, hey, I'm going to do a letter from the producer. Hey, I'm going to put a poll on the forums to see what the players want. Hey, I'm listening. I remember in 2.0, I was really excited that I was like, you know, I only ever saw Tanaka on like looking like a stuffy businessman staring angrily at people. And I knew nothing about who he was about how he was running the game. And then this, you know, Yoshi comes in and, and flips it all around. I felt the same way. Boy, our optimism was really not well-placed. Was it? (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Do. And he's really on top of it. Like you don't have to comment on everybody's little petty wine every time for them to be listening to you and they don't even have to comment at all for them to be listening. They just have to be frequenting the forums and I mean, it's nice. And banning anyone that they don't agree with. Any dissension gets a ban. That's right. Exactly. That's how you listen. Yeah, totally. Developers do interact with their player base. Uh, Again, going back to Star Citizen, if you take a look at their forums, their developers are on there all the time reading forums, reading people's suggestions, making tweaks to what they have. They uh, have an episode of their thing called their news called Wingman's Hangar every Friday, and they take questions from the forums, whether they're video questions or just written questions. They'll answer them to the best that they can. Now, not all, they can't answer all of them, obviously, obviously. being a game in development. But because they don't want to spoil anything, but they're a very, very transparent uh, company. No, which they're is- <laughs> no, they're not. Just straight up, no. Award-winning MMO Star Citizen. <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen can learn something from them, right? Well, here's here's the thing. Uh, as we later discovered, FF uh, Square Enix really just wanted to listen to all of the whiners who are complaining about things being too hard. So that they could take the teeth out of them and make everything fair for everyone for some reason. I don't know why that has to be a development strategy. Oh, just try not to upset anyone. I, I, someone in the chat had uh, Death Cloud had said in the chat. I remember when they had uh, player surveys for the direction of the game. I also remember when they didn't give a shit back in FF11 what the fuck they did. They didn't care. They were like, oh, players aren't happy. Good. That's Good. Nice. Yeah. 
We're going to give uh, Samurai uh, another way to uh, self-skill chain. Yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd it put it exactly uh, what I was what I was driving at. Something I loved about FF11 is how they didn't give a shit what we thought and did whatever they wanted to. And, and uh, you know why? Because they know how to develop a game. We don't. Fundamentally. Right. Like in, in theory. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing. But at the same time, though, like I'm not saying that feedback is is a bad thing. I, I think that Square Enix in the 2.0 era buried their head in the sand for a lot of the, the serious critiques of of their game. I, I don't know if they they took those critiques personally or to heart or something, but it does seem to me like banning anyone that you don't agree with is not generally a good strategy for f- figuring out where the short sightedness in your game development strategy is going. Right. Like if, if but you, at that point it wasn't short sighted, it was just what we're going to start doing and nobody ever knew what 14 was going to do back then. Nobody knew it was just going to be a copy-paste of the copy-paste of 1.0. I mean, kind of. <laughs> 15 people. So it's it's just that bad news travels faster. Unfortunately, it's yeah. just the way society is. Well, um, how about we move into um, some of the stuff that they're going to be adding in. Some of the new things that they're coming out with, because it's a growing game, and patch 2.1 is on the horizon. That certainly sounds fun. No, Indeed. you're going to be you're going to be surprised. <laughs> Although, no, Crystal Tower was fun. I mean, yeah, and, two and remember, po- we're not judging them based on what actually ended up. I happening. know, I know. <laughs> in in 2.1, I mean, I am, but that's okay. In 2.0, we were fairly excited too. In 2.0. Or 2.1, everything that was being added was brand new. That's true. Think about that. That's true. Yeah, there was no like repetitive feeling yeah. or anything yet. Back it was the all new. Age. Yeah, right? I mean, there was a little bit of repetitiveness. We did get two new dungeons. I know, but they right. were, but they but were the new dungeons. Is, like, that, that was so cool back in the day. It was so cool back then. Think of all the lore we might get for the new places and going back there when we had a reason to go back there with a lore reason. Oh, that's so great. Okay. <sighs> Okay, so some of the things that they're adding in is the PvP system. I'm not sure if, if you guys had a... <laughs> <laughs> Pre-PvP. Pre-PvP. I remember that. Mm. A chance... Oh, you may not have been, because they did a, a brief PvP trial during the open beta where only 1.0 characters were allowed to play it because they were the level 30 and they were, allowed, they were able to join it. Um, it's a really... It was really chaotic. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to find it on the right page, and I think I found it now. Uh, the PvP is really nice how they're doing it in this. It's not open-world PvP, because Final Fantasy has never been about killing other players, and uh, whereas World of Warcraft, it was very it was, it was based off of an RTS, so it had that big premise for an open-world, big wars against other players. Um, so in this, they're having it in, in a specific area called the Wolf's Den, uh, it's uh. going to be at at first. It's going to be four versus four. Uh, eventually, they're going to have eight versus eight battles. They're going to have uh, something called front lines, which is is like um, you storming castles. I think uh, they haven't really <laughs> no, not quite. Yes, that sounds interesting. And it's going to start from levels thirty to forty to fifty. I mean, so I would have been like- interesting in a siege. I would have been interested in a siege system. But yeah, no. I mean, I would still be interested in a siege system. We got rival wings. That's a siege system. No, it's not. It's not? 
You have to like attack the towers. They have cannons they shoot at you from. Okay, I've never done it. They're siege engines. Is there really? I mean, kind of. They're just they're just Alexander bosses. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh. Carletta saying this is like a podcast time capsule. A little bit. A little bit. That's it's kind of fun. All right, we're gonna skip ahead because they just focus on PvP for a while. Oh my god. So instead we're gonna listen to Buck Crafters. <sighs> See that really being sustainable, unfortunately. Why do you do this to me? Why? Like why do you why do you take a a a, a conversation that is quantifyingly the most boring thing I've ever heard, and then you go, okay, we're gonna stop it right there and we're gonna move on to an even more boring conversation. How is that possible? <laughs> Eat it, dick fucking hate you but they are having other things now with the housing especially where the crafters will be a very integral part of the world which is great news for cast i'm looking forward to people being able to i'm not sure if it's been mentioned yet but uh, i'm very much hoping that at some point we'll be a, you know we'll have our little retainer bell there and maybe that's crafted and maybe a market board in there as well that you can craft nope. so you can do your auction houses and everything from that. Yeah. Well, speaking to that, they are going to ha- uh, they want to have like a little kiosk you can put outside where you can put a retainer and they can sell stuff right outside your house. Sugar dates, sugar dates and figs. Hey, that sugar eventually happened. What what was going on there? What what did we just pause on? Uh well let's back up a Is little bit. Is that a bit. drop? No, it's not a drop. Oh, that was somebody singing. Dates and pistachios. <laughs> Indeed. Hot bucket. Oh my God. Your hot the bucket. Oh, they're talking about the retainer <laughs> selling stuff. So. Yeah, they're the the retainer selling. So clearly, the well, we didn't get that till way later, right? Oh uh, yeah, that didn't come for a long time. Oh, but God. I like now. I'm trying to think of ways to actually give criticism to the podcast because, like, we can't criticize them for being wrong about what was to come because that's not fair. That's true. But, no, I, and I was actually just about to say, as a podcast. It's not that bad. They're not too bad. I will say their host dynamic could use a little bit of work. There's like a girl on the show, I think, Mina. She hasn't talked at yeah, all. Yeah, she hasn't talked at all. Anything. Um, she just did that really funny joke. You I know, mean, from I can't say she hasn't talked at all, but she like sugar compared dates, to sugar dates four, and figs. I sort of sugar dates and spatachio. I mean, am I? It, there's four people on this podcast, and I really only hear two talking. Granted, like we do that sometimes too, but I feel like their hosts, like they just need, I think they just need to like be around each other a little bit more and feel each other out a little and kind of like, you know, just a little bit more host chemistry, but that's my only criticism right now. I feel like, I don't know, like, yeah, I, I haven't, outside of the, the Aladdin reference, I have not heard uh, the, the girl talk whatsoever. Does she talk at any other points or are we just fast forwarding through them? Uh, we're fast forwarding through some of the points when she talks. Oh, okay. She's kind of boring. Okay. Except for that really funny joke she did. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> that was a pretty good joke. It's not. I almost feel like this podcast fails the Bechdel test. <laughs> like she's because the Beagle test. No, she's the, a bird. No, just well, she failed it. So keep going. Oh, okay. Well, I just that was the whole point. Of that clip was for that really funny joke that I wanted. That was you to terrible. Have. Move on. All right, well, we're moving on, and we're going to be listening about the uh, the possibility of fighting Mog as a primal. And oh. So we're going to get uh, really in-depth on that. But it was, Mog was in 1.0, though. It was. Yeah, we're going to talk about how it's... Well, we're just, 
But that would be cool. So, Moogle is a primal? <sighs> well, that was the thing. They didn't call him a primal in the other one, but he was a primal-style fight. Uh... I, I think I'm going to wait for a bit more clarification on that before I totally comment on it, but... Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, we've we've had uh, Moogles being summoned as summons in previous Final Fantasies, so I don't see mm-hmm. why it's too crazy. I mean, Moogles are very special, cute things, and being able to beat the crap out of one sounds like a lot of fun. It'd be, it'd be cool if you <laughs> I could don't think it's ever a good idea to beat up the guy who delivers your mail, Stu. <laughs> that would explain the bomb I got last time. Like, don't piss off the people who cook you your food. Mm, yes, yeah. that, I mean... See? You hear all these good rapid-fire jokes they got going they're, on? They're uh, rapid-fire whiffs. Rapid-fire... But, I mean, that was a little bit... At least a little bit more entertaining than what than what they were doing before. Even Tell a good it. joke! Tell one with a fucking punchline! Um, oh. But I'm a little confused about what they're talking about. Like, in 1.0, they said there was a primal-style fight. Wasn't he still called the primal in 1.0, I think he was, yeah. I feel like he was, or at least he was presented as one. I remember the 1.0 fight being more interesting, too, than the 2.0 you, fight. In 1.0, you had to kite them around and pick them off one at a time. <laughs> it, remember that? You had one person ri- running around with all the ads, and you'd pick them off one at a time. Was it was it that to get there, you had to not aggro a whole bunch of trees, and you had to walk instead of run? I remember that part of it. Oh, maybe. I think to get, I think to actually get to the arena... You had to not aggro. Yeah, you couldn't just queue up for stuff. Yeah, you had to, you go had to, to actually go to the like, entrance. You, and to get into Garuda, Ifrit, and Moogle Mog, you had to farm items from random mobs. I still have some of them in my retainer. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I still have some of the uh, Ifrit ones. I have some of. Why don't you Garuda toss those? They're worthless. I don't know. Collector's item. Yeah, right. Because no one else has them. Uh, all right well um Luckily, also, I, I only have myself to piss off on that end of things <laughs> also coming in with uh 2.1 will be extreme mode fights for the primal battles i'm not sure if we're gonna call it extreme or hyper or what but uh, it's gonna be an, an added level of difficulty for people to challenge themselves on weren't hard modes one- already in yeah they were because yeah because uh, you had to do the, the hard modes for the relic right so these, right, oh, right that's right, right. right so these yeah. are those when they added extreme okay yeah 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 completely new dungeon and two hard mode dungeons that are coming in for existing dungeons that we already have um those two um add-on dun- or hard mode dungeons that are coming i playing through the beta they had different paths through toto rack and different paths through some of the other dungeons that have been changed and closed off for the official version so that to me says and they've also said this too is that the 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 progression through the levels is going to be different you're going to have different bosses you're going to have different uh, more paths in the beta than it does now uh in 1.0 it did yeah a lot yeah well yeah but in total but in 1.0 the dungeons also weren't instances but he just said the beta he played the beta for 2.0 and there were more because totorak still has two paths in it yeah. He said there were more paths in Todorak in the beta that were then closed off for the official release. That might be true because they may have just used the 1.0 map and the 1.0 map was a lot bigger. They cut off a little bit some portions of the 1.0 map, but yeah, yeah. it was exactly because there was that whole northern section mm-hmm. that they had just kind of whacked out of there. Yeah, uh-huh. I think that that's accurate. All right. And um, so those were the interesting points. 
I cut out a lot of the not so interesting portions of the podcast. Oh boy. So right now we're at uh, an hour and 28 minutes in, so we're going to listen to the ending of the show, okay? Okay. Okay. Quality of life stuff they need to to look into and and they are. It's just going to come with time, I guess. Uh, the last thing I wanted to touch on was in the Game Watch interview, they asked Yoshi P, so are you playing Final Fantasy XIV? What level are you at? And he said, you know, I'm only level Aww, 18. Oh, bless him. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the, the interviewer's like, ah, I'm level 30. I'm higher than you. <laughs> and this is the best comment, and this speaks volumes to Yoshi P's character, is he said, you know, I want to go hardcore, but right now, I, I can't. I don't think it's right for me to be playing. Uh, I don't think it's right for me to be playing when so many players out there are saying they can't. What? Wait, what? Hang on. It, first of all, this is your fucking job, bro. Like, I feel wait, like wait. I can't be playing if so many people out there can't. What, are you expecting people to clear their schedule, quit their jobs? Like, what? what no, is the expectation here? I'm trying to think. Is it the time when, like, he was trying to... There's, like, login stable, issues, I think. Like, there was login issues, or they were trying to distribute it to more locations... Or something. It, I think it, like they said it, it talks volumes to his character. I think he was saying that like he there, needs there to be working issues. on the game, not playing the I game. I don't remember server issues at the launch of 2.0. There was uh, 2.0, there absolutely were. Are you kidding? I don't remember. I still have an alt that I made because I couldn't log on to an American server, so I have an alt on a Japanese server. I mean, server I remember like maybe one or two nights total where there were connection issues like this is by 2.1 i'm not sure yeah by 2.1 i feel like they had gotten their their server issues mostly corrected because i mean like honestly we would have held them to that we would have it says from 2.0 to 2.1 you couldn't make a character what i i don't remember that at all but then again i had a legacy character and wasn't making any new any new characters so i i don't know about that but anyway uh, my my point is is that like i i don't i don't remember a ton of server issues between 2.0 and 2.1 certainly after 2.1 i'm 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 almost positive that they got most of those figured out but i feel like square enix would have gotten dragged if they had released 2.0 and it would have had that many fucking server issues after the debacle that 1.0 was. Mm-hmm. I feel like we would have held them on that. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, that's a it is certainly a long time ago that this happened. So a lifetime. I mean, uh, yeah, Z- but Zero Uno's like offering up like, well, remember we couldn't do Rauban EX? Yeah, I mean, I do remember that kind of stuff, but I don't. I mean, it's like localized to something specific and fixed within a few days. I feel like I remember this game watch interview, and I remember thinking, "How is Yoshi P only level eighteen, and this interviewer only level 30? <laughs> because I feel like I was a higher level than them already, and I had taken started late. You did start late because you weren't sold on on coming back to an FF Online game. Yeah, you were. The, I think you were one of the last ones that picked it up, didn't you? I'm pretty sure Kahlo had to uh, convince me to come back. Wait, no, I conv- no, you I, convinced I, I Kahlo because yeah. Kahlo didn't want to do yeah, like I the convinced- first three episodes, right? And then he was just like, oh, "I'll come with you." Yeah, because of Yomacon. Because of Yomacon, right? 
God, <sighs> that's crazy that this show is wrapping up right around r- right around right around the time that we had started because it was around Yomacon. That's right. We were nursing our hangovers from Yomacon to record the pilot. Was it the pilot? Hello. Yeah. Was I, was, I was just looking at the description. Well, Yomacon mm. is right now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was this weekend. I didn't go. Yeah. Felt kind of bad. Good job. Yeah. Oh, well. Yomacon. Whatever. Why did I start playing then? Who convinced me to play? I think bo- I think we had started talking uh, about how the game was decent. I okay. think you had asked me. Had I? Yeah, if I was going to play it. And I said, yeah, I'm actually, I actually am going to play it. And you were like, yeah, I think I am too. Huh. Because you tried the beta, didn't you? You were in the beta. The beta. Mm, how? think so i thought i thought most of the lbr folks had had beta access and it I decided might have, I, I might have because i already had a legacy character yeah i think that might have been what it was yeah and and we were like oh shit this game is actually not a fucking dumpster, dumpster fart. fire yeah right i just now. found a game watch interview from pre 2.1 and he was commenting on how there was so much it was so popular they had to restrict logins and restrict access to sales of the game and we apologize for inconvenience this has caused. I don't, I don't, re- I don't who, remember that at all. It's, it's, I do it remember. caused inconvenience for those who wanted to play, and I deeply apologize for the situation. Yeah, because it was there was like a horrible login queue, and so I would just stare in a cutscene at a retainer bell, and so I would never get logged out. That's right. I, now I remember that. I do remember that. And that just made the pro- whole problem worse because then but it see, spread like that, But they do that on every expansion launch now. They have an idle timer that kicks people off. Yeah, but... but like, I mean, it, it, he literally says we were able to launch a game after making everyone wait for this long. We received large amounts of popularity, which exceeded our expectation. And as a result, we placed login restrictions for two weeks. And we also had to stop the sale of the game, which caused inconvenience for those who wanted to play. Oh, that's right. I don't remember them stopping. So sales that must game. be what he was talking about when saying like so many want to play, but can't. So I, I'm not playing right now. Man, everyone was drinking that. <laughs> was drinking the FF14 Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, huh. Right. Yeah. Like that. The fact that that he's so concerned about his player base, that to me just speaks volume about his character too. Exactly. I was really pleased to hear that. Good addition to the conversation. Mm -hmm. Call back to last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I think we've hit just about an hour and a half mark with all the editing involved. So um, I think I'll close it out. We had a lot that we went over to. Wait a minute. We- Hang on. Yep. Yeah, he does. He This show is edited? Oh, yeah. You can actually really tell because they'll be talking about something. And then there's like a abrupt stop. And then he says, okay, so now we're going to talk about something else now. Oh, my God. Oh, you think those are added in post? Oh, that's, oh. There's definitely huge chunks that he cuts out. Uh, so this conversation was longer and more inane. Yes. Great. He covered everything we wanted. Um, and uh, thank all of you for coming and, and helping me talk about it. And thank all the listeners for listening. No so. Problem. This is Zakarn signing off. Oh. And Shardfire signing off. Shardfire. And Mina saying, uh, so long, suckers. And this is goodbye from Stuzak. See you guys later. Toodles. Bye. Toodles. You can find us on YouTube on our Mog News channel, and you can also locate us at our link show slash free company site, 
FFXIV Risk Breakers, all one word, dot engine, E N J I N, dot com. I literally don't remember the show at all. <laughs> oh, me either. If you is that their whole outro? Contact us and no, leave us any more. questions or comments. We are definitely open to taking player, viewer feedback. <sighs> And any questions you may have, we would like to start answering them. So, uh, send us... <laughs> what the fuck? It's like sexy music. All one word, at gmail.com. Am I going to get a blowjob? What is happening right now? And this I'm... concludes our broadcasting day, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf oh, it's of like a noir speakers, thing. I wish to thank you all for joining us this evening. I'm fucking terrified right now. Next time on Mog News. I think it should have titled. I think they should have chosen a different type of. Yeah, they're not a, not a I, like great. I see what they're. I see what they're going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't. It didn't. It, work no, out. it just didn't work at all. Because it's a news program. Yeah, Close it out like was, the news. The intro was cute. The end of it. It doesn't tie in as well with it's the intro. It's creepy. When did we go? Yeah. When did we go from from being like delivering the news to like lounging around in a fucking robe and having a little bit of cognac? Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, when did that, when, like, unless you're doing a Ron Burgundy spoof throughout the whole thing, this doesn't make any sense. That was it. And that that's the fade. The end. Fucking hell. At least they didn't play three minutes of music with nothing attached. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> I think this podcast had, did have a good start, and I feel like that's something we could say with them only having fun. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually fairly surprised. For a podcast that didn't stick around and didn't have that many episodes, this was not as much of a trash fire as I thought it was going to be. Okay, but you didn't even uh, get to hear what the little... A uh, little graphic text says at the end. It says, thank you for listening. Have a la lovely day. La lovely day. Capital L A apostrophe lovely day. La lovely day. Is that like a thing on their show or? I, I mean, can it be a thing on their show with four episodes? <laughs> I guess not really. <laughs> I hate this. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. So they've had, they have some audio issues. I think they had a lot of dis disparity between the different hosts microphones too yes again that's um, something that but i know for an early podcast a lot of podcasts suffer from that yeah but um, that is something that you can fix in post yes they so. had four episodes uh the number episode one and episode four were both an hour and 30 minutes episode two was 17 minutes and episode three was eight minutes i mean listen ff14 doesn't always give you an hour and a half's worth of material we know that I mean, yeah, but we always <laughs> give two to three hours. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why we're that's why we're masters. That's this. why I'm the best. Hashtag jacked. Hashtag daddy issues. <laughs> Hashtag I'm a blitzball. Hashtag this is a Fantasy 14 podcast. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, thanks again to uh, who? Are? Mina and Zakarn. Mina and Zakarn for uh, submitting this episode for. Uh, Juxtober. I'd say that was the best out of this year's Juxtober entries. I will say that. Yeah, that's as a podcast, not terrible. I would actually like if I listened to because I wouldn't have gotten gotten through the whole thing. If I listened to about half of it, I would have gone back for another episode. Really? Probably. Just to see. You want to know a dirty secret? What's that? I did not listen to the whole episode. You didn't. I could not 
sit through the whole thing. No. Well, I was worried, like I said, I was worried that, like, the whole, like, static shit was going to, like, blow up my car's speakers. Ah, uh, yeah. Because those that's, speakers... That's a legitimate concern. Those speakers are on their way out. Like, every time I hit a bump, like, a little buzzing noise, like, starts going on, then I hit another bump and it goes away. So, audio quality, and then being able to, like, make your conversations a little bit more, like... Conversations? Yeah, com- I actually want conversation a little bit more interesting to listen to and, and that also way you don't have to just, be funny and that way I mean, you don't have to just cut helps. out random pieces of it to make it shorter so <laughs> i think that's the biggest pieces of criticism it's hard this one was not a dumpster fire no it, w- it wasn't terrible it was just it was really average as far as podcasts go you know like mm-hmm. um yeah, if you download some random average podcast, that's probably what you're going to get. Yes. I, 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 w- I would say that that is like the middle ground for expectation that I have for podcasts, right? Like, it's not an entire waste of time. Clearly, the people making it are trying to make a show. They're not just sitting down and like like stream of consciousness in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. They I have, hate they that. Have, they I hate a, that. They have an outline or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they have a discussion that they've planned out. Mm-hmm. Like, I can at least appreciate those things. Can you appreciate the fact that he edited parts of the show out, but did not edit his static buzzing? No. Well, here's the thing, is that once your microphone peaks, once you have that digital distortion, you can never get rid of that. That, that there's no... Oh, in post. There's literally nothing you can do to get rid of that. But on the next show, you can get rid of it. Yeah, by turning down your microphone. You want spoilers? What? It's like that in all the shows. I'm not surprised. Okay. Did you listen to all of them? Well, I mean, I I went through them all to see if I could find one that didn't have that awful noise, and they all had the awful noise. So I just just chose the latest one. Fair enough. So not a bad bad, uh, submission, but uh, our only FF14 submission is going on. I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping for... How many FF14s did we have last year? Just one, just one, just one. Mm. I was, I was hoping for, you know, because we had she heals I tank last year. Yeah, um, I was hoping for something a little bit more visible. You know, yeah, she heals I tank. They're good people. Yeah, no, 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 they're fine. And, and my name is on their wall. It is. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? It's the wall of subscribers. Oh. I subscribed for one month, and they put my name on that wall, and then I unsubscribed instantly. Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for uh, today's episode of Limit Break Radio. Thanks for joining us. There's only one more. I know. There's oh one more. One more in studio. One more traditional episode. And with the fucking daylight savings time, dude, it feels like it's nine o'clock. I know. Ugh. Seven thirty. I hate it. And it's six thirty. It's six thirty. I know. It feels like seven thirty. No, it does. It feels like Outsi- nine thirty. Outside, it looks like it's nine. A goddamn clock. I've been dreading this. I fucking hate daylight savings. I can't savings. tell what time it is because I stayed up until 10 and then slept for four hours. So <laughs> That's probably fair. That's probably <laughs> fair. But, I, I, dude, I fucking hate daylight savings time. It's the worst. Nobody likes it. It's the worst. Why do we still have it? I don't know. We should go I'm not forward. really sure. We should go forward an hour to try to reclaim some of that daylight. Right? Now right. it just gets dark really early. It's the opposite of savings. It's costing. Daylight costings time. Well, because now this is the normal time. Like, it's going back now to what it's supposed to be. Daylight savings time is over. By the way, before we get out of here, I want to read an email that uh, Zero Uno had uh, sent to us today. 
Um, since last or since next week is going to be uh, our last in studio episode for LBR, make sure you get in any emails that you want to get. Hosts at limitbreakradio.com is where you can send them or limitbreakradio at gmail.com. That's also. Send us off with style. That's right. You know, we still have one fanfic. Really? We do. We are we we got to read that in the next episode. I think we are, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh Zero Uno of Mateus writes in and says, "Hello, I'm Zero Uno. I don't know if you guys see me in chat before or Twitter, yeah. but uh I won't be able to call in and say my goodbye, so here I'm writing it instead. It was you guys that uh made me push to try FF14 since I kept seeing it at GameStop and checking out videos. One day I decided to see if there was any good FF14 podcasts. And you guys were the first to pop up five episodes in. And I went to the mall with my pals the next day to buy it. Ever since I was a fan of you guys, just brutal honesty got me in and I can feel the love for the game with every salt and bad juxta joke. I will miss you all dearly, but I will continue to support checkpoint and whatever Nika and juxta bring. You guys are a legacy and going out even more legendary. Goodbye LBR and good luck with your future. Thank you. Zero, you know, we appreciate oh, it. It's going to make me cry. I know. <laughs> uh, but that's weird. Zero said, for emotions. Zero said that bad juxta jokes, there are no bad juxta jokes. They're all bad. No, none of them are bad. No, all Spoilers, of them Spoilers, juxta, every joke has been bad all, yeah. all these years. We just haven't had the heart. No, we have actually. No, we have, we have had the heart to tell. <laughs> we've, we've been begging him, in fact, to get better jokes. You geeks are so gullible. <laughs> it's a good thing you have a drop board yeah <laughs> all right that's gonna be it for uh limit break radio thanks so much for joining us for episode 181 here at twitch.tv slash checkpoint xp if this is your first time on the channel hit that follow button come back we've got monday through friday content uh, we have Checkpoint Daily every single Monday through Friday. Plus, we've got uh, podcasts that we're doing. We're we're actually making new podcasts for Checkpoint. So make sure you check that out. That's all right here at twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP and over at our website at CheckpointRadio.com. This is the second to last episode in our studio we've got one more studio episode to go before the, we take the the show on the road out to vegas and Light wrap the whole thing up in style yes that's right <laughs> fill it with uh, gasoline and uh, dynamite <laughs> and drive and it was cool fun. guys don't look at explosions that's right we're gonna drive this style. bitch off of a cliff and never look back <laughs> Thelma and Louise, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But thank you guys for joining us today. Join us next week for more Limit Break Radio. I want to thank my crew for today. Nika Kayanian, fresh off of her 24 hours at Extra Life. And Juxtaposition, fresh off of his nothing that he does all day. I'm an hero. (laughs) Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Kahlo Landis, Juxtaposition, and Kooky Persona. 
Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Nexian Theta, Hirsch Fersh, Talen Vieira, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. (laughs) 